What's going on, friends? Welcome to another Untitled Gamecast for the week of June 12th, 2020. And joining you like every week, your host, Aiden Gross. And join with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Dom. How you doing? What's going doing on? all right. How are you doing? Yeah, we're here June 12th, a nice Friday. Nice Friday. Right? Right. Haven't nice had a nice Friday. Friday in a while. So it's right, good. Exactly. Yeah. And we usually record on Thursdays, but yesterday was such a big event. We had to like take it all in. Yeah. And, you, know, you know, there was so much games coming at us. It was just an overload mm-hmm. of games. But I love it. What a year of 2020. Because last week, you know, with all the stuff going on, stuff was canceled. And I feel like that event yesterday, it was worth the wait. That was yeah. so worth the wait. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's been a been a banner year with and the ongoing pandemic. The economic uh, hit because of that, and the spotlight on, you know, racial injustice that's coming to the spotlight, mm-hmm. which are all important issues. But it's also nice to have something where we can take a moment to sit down as gamers and just enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, just enjoy that. We got some really good stuff coming. Right, and kicking off that event, that they let off on a strong foot. What they lead off? Yeah. With? They left off with uh, Spider Man. That's how we open up this show. Which I just yeah. want to see it first off. If I went back and we went listen to our old ones where we kind of hypothesized what would be in this, we yeah. thought Ratch. I remember saying Ratchet and Clank, and we were right yeah. there. And you said Resident Evil, so there's a lot of stuff that we were right about. But uh, I didn't think you were going to come with all those. Games. I, you were right. I didn't. I didn't believe you, but you said that would be your dream. Right, um, I knew it. I knew it. And I didn't think it would happen. I thought Insomniac, you know, they just came fresh off Spider-Man. They're busy. They're not going to have, you know, time to announce another Spider-Man game or a different game. They're they're still going to be not working, one, but, but nope, two. Two games. <laughs> two games. But that was the second event. First off, they let off with uh GTA 5. Yeah, which is funny. My friends were laughing. It's like yeah. they did a little the whole sizzle reel clip of it and it's like it's funny how GTA came out in 2013 and they're still selling it as like, oh, you get it free. And it's it's good. That's, I guess, when you yeah. buy PS5, uh, I mean, first month is free. Or I think they're giving you a million dollars cash every month until the game. I know that. Until and the game comes out. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then all PS5 launches, you get it for free. That's a great I mean, deal. Yeah, it's a good business decision for them because you get people playing online and get people hooked. Might make more uh, more GTA online money. And, I thought Rockstar was going to come out and show something at the end yeah. of that. Nah. I mean, to be fair, I get it. They spend a lot of time working on their working on their games. So they mm-hmm. got to do stuff in the interim. I mean, how long was the break between Red Dead 2 and GTA 5? It was a while. It's a while. It was a hot minute. Yeah. It was a while. But then after GTA 5, we got Gran Turismo 7. I oh, know we had Spider-Man, though. And I want to say one thing about Spider-Man. Yeah. I didn't think we get that. And I'm really excited for this. And it's a really, it says because all these games were either 2020 and 2021. This was mm-hmm. one that said holiday 2020. So this is yeah. going to be a, a launch title, I think, for the PS5, which is, I think that's great. That'd Another be cool. question. And no, that we were, you and me were talking though, and we were wondering, is it going to be, is it going to feel like a whole nother game in the series? Is it yeah. going to feel like a standalone expansion? Is it going to be? Well, and it turns out it do. is. Yep, overnight. it is. Overnight. Yep, overnight. I'm just going to read that. Yep. It turns out it's going to be a standalone expansion like Uncharted Lost Legacy or um, 
infamous first light. Yeah. Yeah, let's read the this morning the Jason Schreier from Insomniacs wrote in a tweet. It says nope. Spider-Man Miles Morales is not an expansion or an enhancement or a master, despite a Sony executive's comments this morning, a source tells Bloomberg News, nor is it Spider-Man 2. It is a brand new standalone game similar in scope to Uncharted Lost Legacy. And quotes. That's so it's it's good. Right. I mean that's gonna be big. Quick update. Jason Schreier is not from Insomniac. Jason Schreier used to work for Kotaku. Now he works for Bloomberg News. Well, there he we works go. For Bloomberg News now. Just Thank uh, you for clarifying that. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be definitely be an interesting, interesting game to play. I hope there's more to do in it. I mean, you and me both played the OG Spider-Man. I yeah. shouldn't say the OG because it's you know a few years old, but the last Spider-Man game and. It was good, but there was a lot of focus on collectibles. So I'm hoping there's right. more missions. There's like some cool Miles Morales only powers. I hope it feels. I hope it feels like a different game. I don't want it to feel kind of like the same game, just right. kind of differently skinned. Do you think it'll be before the events of Spider-Man or after? Maybe during? Or? I think they might be doing. Um, I wonder if they're going to be doing sort of Spider Verse thing. Otherwise, it'll right. it'll have to be after. Right, and I like that they're doing it this way because Peter Parker's story isn't over. There's still more, still more to tell, so this leaves it open for a Spider-Man two. You know, I mean, I'm glad they didn't call it this Spider-Man two. So we have yeah. a lot more there. So that's a little bit on Spider-Man. We're gonna try to go through these games fast. Next, we have Gran Turismo. We don't have to really talk about Gran Turismo because we know what we're getting from a from yeah. a racing game. They always yeah. show a race game off, so but it Just, does look beautiful. It looks yeah. beautiful. <laughs> when they launched the PS4, it was Drive Club. They showed off. Now they're showing their, you know, homegrown right. Gran Turismo. My only note is that it, you know, racing games have always looked gorgeous, and this doesn't really look much better than sport. I mean, right. it kind of gets to a point where how much more photorealistic can <laughs> they get with us, like, still being able to tell the difference. Right. My like, friend was laughing how this is Gran Turismo 7. He feels like he's been seeing trailers for Gran Turismo 7 for, like, 10 years. Like, it feels like it's yeah. always Gran Turismo 7 that's coming out. Like, yeah. it's so weird. Um, um, another one they put, and I just want to say this really quick. There was 37 games we saw, so they kept throwing games at us, and it lasted for about an hour and ten, or maybe an hour and fifteen minutes. This this whole uh, event. So after it lasted for a hot minute, yeah, yeah, it was long. It was good. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart came out right after that, which is two Insomnia games, and I think Wait, that it didn't come out. It was announced. If no, it came, that time it, it like came okay. out after the in the show yeah. in the showing. Right. Just want to make uh, sure nobody's thinking, hey, they no, released oh, yeah. it. Well, that'd be fun if they just magically <laughs> release it right there. But um, that came out in the showing, and they showed a lot of what the tech can do in the system where you're really, it's called Rift Apart, which is mm-hmm. funny. They're play on words. They, Ratchet Clank is known for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, up your arsenal is one of them. So I really like how they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like how it shows the PS5 really running with he's pulling rifts and pulling, almost lo- loading into do new worlds without yeah. any load times and it's awesome well you see that's the thing you and i were kind of talking about there you saw it as you what you were talking about right there like new tech were completely new worlds just like by pulling the rifts whereas my first thought was titanfall 2 and just kind of flashing between you know the different timelines in that one level right everyone right, right. who's played it knows the level i'm talking about but there's um for those who don't there's a mission where you basically obtain a device that lets you flash back and forth in time and as you're wall running and platforming through the level and fighting enemies you tap this button and you just shift timelines and everything looks different in what you know in the far future it's all run down and destroyed in the present you know 
everything's brand new, but all the doors and windows are intact. Which I'm glad we that's fresh in our head because if anyone our listeners on IGN at the Summer of Gaming, they're doing uh, speed runs every day. So the first day they did Doom, and then yesterday they did Titanfall. So we were watching that. Today they're actually doing Dom. They're doing Bloodborne. That. that should be really good at uh i think 1 p.m yeah, yeah yeah so i thought ratchet clank looked great i'm definitely gonna get that they always have one of those ratchet and clank game coming on the system which i'm excited for so mm-hmm. let's keep going through these next we had project athia which i've seen now more uh in-depth images and it looks like a more stealthy version of final fantasy there's this like image of of like a still of it where it looks like there's architecture that's in final fantasy and in project athia which looks yeah. really cool yeah. Oh, like you want to you want to know my first thought after seeing that? Hmm. Let's see if it comes out. Because remember when right, Capcom right. announced um, Deep Down, I think it right. was called. Like we always see like projects at E3s that never like really come to anything, right. or they just take forever. Um, right. So I'm gonna say let's see if it we ever actually see anything out of this. Because right, it doesn't even have a name unless Project Athia is the name they're going with. It's still right. They still haven't even gotten to the point of naming it. Right. Then they came out with which I really like, and all the people online they're talking about the Sony's way of doing this, where after every game they showed like you know like a slow mo of like kind of like a sizzle reel. Do you know what I'm trying to say of like maybe the buttons of the Sony controller? Like it really was like done that was, well. That was really like, weird to me. It was like in between the trailers, you had like these yeah. religious images of like the square, <laughs> the X. People were laughing. Sony, didn't, Sony saved time and didn't use any of that. That probably was at least 10 minutes of footage put together. Of, you know what I mean? You could have saved 10 minutes of time. But it's a nice break because if you just splice trailers together end to end, it doesn't feel like you're getting Thank anything you. of it. And they did put some other cool stuff in between those, um, you know, letter. Right. Letter. I don't know what to call them. The letter bumps. Mm-hmm. Like I think they showed the PlayStation Five startup. Yeah. Where like yeah. you had. The, oh yeah, and that one Astrobot. I think it was Astrobot or something. Or Astrobot. Not exactly, one of the yeah. things where it said you press the button. I really thought people yeah. were hypothesizing that you'd see the UI of the system, but that's yeah. one thing you did see of of that. That's like. that's exactly what I was talking about. Um, like you know how if you turn the PlayStation Four on just with mm-hmm. the button on it, not with the controller. That's mm-hmm. the first thing it asks you to do you know press the playstation button to like connect the controller right so i'm thinking that's what we just kind of saw there which is Mm -hmm. super cool really Um, quick and i wanted to ask you at the beginning of this if you had to give a letter grade for this whole event what did you give it well if we're gonna do i'll grade it like i'd grade a record you know you got the a side and the b side i'd Mm -hmm. say the b side you know the back half was absolutely loaded that would be loaded a plus the front half i don't know i mean if you look at what we got i'm glad i was glad to see you know grand theft auto 5 is i don't really care you know gran turismo 7 cool what better way could they open it spider-man was the opener they really did a heavy header and then you're right yeah spider-man was the first first i would bet you i I bet you money it was grand theft auto 5 no, right. after Grand Theft Auto Five. I meant like that was of a new game being shown. That was still like a no. Game. It was Grand Theft Auto Five, then Gran Turismo Seven, then it was Spider Man. Mm. Well, whatever. 
right. All right. So what's the next game after that? We had one that you said you didn't see because it was short. It was called Stray, where it looks like sci- uh, you're playing as a cat in a cyberpunk oh, world. I think that was that. Cool. Was that the Annapurna Games one? Yeah, Annapurna Games, which that's been teased for a while. Annapurna showed, this, showed sizzle reel of it, but basically didn't know what the game was called, didn't know what it was. I like that because in RPGs, cats and dogs are always put in the back and like you know they're always with you and i like think playing ones are really cool mm, i don't know next game the, which one of my favorite of the names of everyone which is really cool was this game called returnal and it, to me it was like return to the eternal i thought that was looked really cool um you, do you remember the one i'm talking about yeah um so like that's that a one. brand new franchise and what mm-hmm. i find cool is that's been done by house marquee which is a finished studio Known for a PlayStation 4 launch title. You want to mm-hmm. guess what it was? What is it? Rezo Gun. Ooh, okay. So that That's wasn't a big game. It was like an indie game. It was, I think, the f- one of the first free PlayStation 4 games to come with PlayStation Plus. Right. So it was just, it was a cool, fun title. Fun little title. Yeah. I want to see a little more of that. Um, I don't know. My take on it was, it kind of looks like Alien meets uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Like with kind of mixed with like Lovecraftian type horror stuff. Right, right. I, I did like that. Though. Looks interesting. Like I'll keep looking out for it. The next one we had was one that I was watching with uh, my friend Brian and you, and he, we we're hypothesizing that a twisted metal would come out. And we didn't get that, but we got this thing called Destruction All Stars, which almost seemed like their Ooh. substitute for twisted metal. It was like this. Hold up a second. You are brushing over my boy, Sackboy. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I was that was in the next one. Sackboy is great. Yeah, the uh, being developed by Sumo Digital. Um, I'm excited. That's just looks like a cool little platformer, a 3D little big planet type deal. Right. I like that. I love Sackboy. All right, but yeah, you're talking about um, Destruction All Stars. That looks like a hero destruction derby to me. Right. So, like you know, Overwatch, League of Legends, those games, you have right. all the different heroes. This looks like that, but like you said, Twisted Metal. We've basically just got all these kind of meets Fortnite because it's not violent or any, well, yeah. beyond the Destruction Derby, but it's not bloody. It's not gruesome. It's just kind of like these bright, colorful, poppy characters driving cars, like destroying other cars, and then like almost like D.Va and Overwatch, it looks like when your car gets destroyed, you get thrown out just into the arena as your character. And you have to survive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get back into a car. Like if you survive a certain amount of time, like they drop in a new car for you. But mm-hmm. right, interesting. Right, right. Right. Oh, yeah. What do you what think is next on the list? I like it. I think that they need. So I was watching my friend and you and they have to have these really. It comes in holiday. So a lot of little kids are going to want it. You know, they have to buy your kids something. So you can't have all these really hardcore games like we're going to get into Dragon Souls and Ghostwire and Returnal we talked about. You have to have these games like Astrobot and Sackboy, Destruction mm-hmm. All-Star for little kids, even Stray. So I think they're really looking at it's coming holiday. Well, we need to have something for everyone on this platform. Well, in regards to Astrobot, which uh, we should probably just talk about now because we already mentioned it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of them showing because Astrobot Rescue was one of those PlayStation VR games that got kind of like really good reviews that people really, really good really good which i was really surprised. i thought so they I, were going to show like the psvr2 maybe after that or something no i i don't think they're going to make like a vr2 
Mm-hmm. because remember the the PlayStation VR they came out with originally had like an extra processing unit to help the regular PlayStation 4 along. Yeah. So the PlayStation 5 will probably have the power to run that right out the box, but right. I think it's them showing that we're focusing on all these like wide appeal games, but we haven't forgotten VR, even though I have. Right. So we're going to do that. Let's keep seeing what else we have. We had Destruction Officers, Sackboy. Another one, which is a very famous Sony staple, is Abe's Oddworld. This one's called Odd's World Soulstorm. It actually looked really good. The lighting in that looked amazing. I yeah, think that, that looked really cool. That looked like a weird game. I've never it, played they're always Abe's weird Oddworld games. Though. You've never played it? They're really weird. They're really, yeah. really weird. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. It looked good, but like it looked physically good. Mm-hmm. Like it looked well made, but I don't know if it's something I'm gonna want to play. Right. That said, though, we also saw gameplay of Godfall. Godfall is good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That looks really good. It doesn't look like a two or a Gearbox game. Is it Gear right? Gearbox is the Gearbox is the publisher. They're not oh, okay. um, the actual makers of the game. I'm not. I don't remember who the developer is. That yeah. looked kind of like Devil May Cry meets like world of warcraft type fantasy right right right. um that also had a holiday 2020 release yeah well that was the first playstation 5 game announced i would hope it's coming out soon so one of the first questions i was going to ask which we'll get into it were what games like what was your sleeper or what game stand stood out to you the most i know dom's answer and i'll and he'll say in a sec but mine was a toss-up between i mean everyone's sleeper i think Deathloop is big and resident evil I think the one that people really didn't talk about, which I think I really like, and I listened, I looked up a lot more, is Kina Bridge of Spirits, which is made by all these like uh, uh, animation developers. I heard got together and did something like this, and it really looks like Breath of the Wild meets uh, just some like really big open world adventure, which I think is cool. The little like fluffy animals, she's are like all really cute. I'm really excited for that. I'm really really excited for that. That looks like an interesting little game to watch. Right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know. I'm not gonna just ignore it right out the box. Uh, very you know, story driven. Yeah. Very nice, stunning visuals, I thought. Exploration, so, fast combat. So, next one game. we have. Oh, yeah. What was your sleeper? Which my I love. Sleeper hit? So, yep, your standout game of the of it all. I'd have to say Resident Evil 8. Ooh, Resident you changed it. I thought it was Deathloop or. Uh, no, Deathloop got announced a while back. I wasn't expecting to see anything. Right. from it but it was great to see in demon souls i wanted to see something from from software mm-hmm. but that's not technically from software because we were talking about another remaster from blue point because they did shadow of the colossus they did um the shadow of the colossus remaster they did i'm trying to forget what i'm trying to remember what i thought you were gonna say ghostwire too ghostwire, ghostwire was good but once again that's something we knew was coming right right resident evil came out of nowhere yeah, I didn't ex, um But there were expect- leaks of maybe it was coming, but we didn't know it was coming in this. You're right. Yeah, there were there were leaks, but it's one of those things where are the leaks real or are people just really good at, you know, kind of making things up? So real quick, uh, Blue Point, known for Shadow of the Colossus remaster, Gravity Rush remastered, you know, when they ported it to PlayStation 4, yep. Uncharted, mm-hmm. the Nathan Drake collection, and they ported um, Titanfall to the 360. So they're known for good work. Yeah, definitely. That said, you know, I 
wanted to hear something from Sony Japan. They've worked closely with Sony Japan before, and I'm glad we're getting this. No, I'm so, really glad. I really am glad about uh, that. But, you know, Sleeper Hit Resident Evil 8, it looks... We could talk, let's talk about that then. I watched yeah. that trailer over and over and over. Um, the leaks from a while back, when I sent you that image, there were leaks, and it's kind of funny, think about it now, when three months ago, when all the things were going to say, the new Resident Evil, and I remember reading it, is going to have werewolves and vampires. And I remember the fans are like, what do you mean? This is stupid. What the heck? And then when they saw this, it's more like this fairy tale grounded like uh, like weird like i think i like the way that resident evil is going with I it feel like fairy tale and grounded mean opposite things no i mean like but like grounded in this weird resident evil way but they're kind of going more like mythical with vampires and, and werewolves i think it's really cool they had this guy that looked like van helsing when he takes off his glasses at one point yeah. i think it's cool so i actually got the press release for that and the crazy thing to me is that a this is, you know, something people had said too, but you're going to be playing again as the Ethan from Resident Evil mm-hmm. 7. You and, see Chris Redfield in it. Well, that's the thing. Apparently, they're building their new life together, and then something happens. And Chris Redfield, this is what this sentence right here from the press release like blows my mind because I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It says Chris Redfield, the legendary hero from the Resident Evil series who made a brief appearance in Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, is reacquainted with the couple and horribly disrupts their life, leaving Ethan devastated and throwing, thrown into an entirely new nightmare. So what's Chris doing? Yeah, right? I like, don't know. <laughs> is, he, is he a baddie? Is, you know, is he just going to Ethan saying, dude, you're the only person who can do this? Which is weird because he was fish out of water the whole time during resident evil 7 right he's not he's not a stars member he's not mm-hmm. that's true unless and i mean correct me if i'm wrong but like you didn't get any like weird superpowers in resident evil 7 right uh i beat it no you don't no no you don't yeah. actually so uh, is chris the baddie why ethan i'm just right is it I, gonna I really want to see more of this resident evil 7 but with a like Resident Evil 4, where I'm glad they're doing it this route because people thought after three they're gonna they're gonna remaster Resident Evil 4, which I don't want them to remaster Resident Evil 4. It's such a good game, but I like how Resident Evil 4 has this like mansion and this village, and they're kind of almost felt like Resident Evil 4 in a way. No. This this trailer. I, that's why I want them to remaster Resident Evil 4 because Resident Evil 4 has tank controls, which is right. terrible. But I'm just hoping it's not gonna be like, oh no, Mia's kidnapped again. You've got to go rescue her, Ethan. Right, yeah. It's like, wait, but Chris, you're your stars alpha team. What's going on here? Right, right. So going um, into it, what the one I thought you were gonna say, and we'll skip a little bit to Death Loop. I love this. I just think it's the Dishonored devs are making a wild PS5 game, and it's crazy. And I read a little more on it. It's a single player game, but there has multiplayer aspects where a mo- like you're in a I wish I could read it, but I remember reading it where it said Basically, in your game, a person could join in into your single player uh, experience and like mess it up somehow or try to change the way you play, which is so, cool. So going back to, well, we're kind of just jumping around here now, but I'm wondering if that mechanic is going to be similar to okay, the invasion before, mechanic from want to get to the Demon's big Souls. one. I don't want to skip around too much because you're right. So we had Destruction Ultra, Sackboy, well, no, Kina. The reason I brought that up is because we were talking about Demon Souls for a moment, like right. just a brief moment before, but I'm wondering okay. if that in Deathloop 
the disruption mechanic is going to be similar to like the invasion mechanic. Right, right. Where it's like all of a sudden, you know, you can choose to like be playing through the story at your own pace and then someone can, you know, Mm -hmm. choose to invade and become... Okay, I just want to read the quote from Polygon. While the game's premise is not fully explained, the player character will also have a rival assassin who will come after them and possibly their prey. This rival can be played by an actual person if you opt into multiplayer, says. Meanwhile, another person might temporarily enter your story in the role of Juliana, a rival assassin with her own singular goal. Protect the loot by eliminating cult. Of course, if you're feeling particularly villainous, you can sip, slip in the shoes of someone else, jumping into someone else's back reef for a tense game of cat and mouse. End quote. So that's really cool. I think that's cool. So that's from Polygon, you said? Polygon. Okay. So I'm interested. That's kind of got me wondering and a little little down now because I'm wondering if it's just going to be like... One thing, it's just opt into multiplayer. You have to like opt into it. That's really weird. Well, opt into it, but I'm wondering if instead of being like a full-on kind of single-player game where you're kind of exploring and doing this and in the kind of in the vein of Resident Evil 2 and 3 where you have this thing coming after you. Mm-hmm. Like, in which case, you know, a rival assassin in Deathloop. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more like, I don't know, like Warzone or a Battle Royale where you're basically just going into a multiplayer round each time and you just have to be better than the other person. Right. Because that would be. I thought this. Yeah, I thought this aesthetic so was the coolest in this. Yeah. I thought we, we, it's like a '60s dystopian aesthetic, and you yeah. see all the architecture and the guns and like the music. It's just awesome. I think it's yeah. crazy cool. And the whole really trailer cool. was kind of like a black exploitation movie trailer with all the colors and the way they were doing things. It was amazing. One that thing I want to say trailer. at the end of it, they said the game is a timed exclusive on PS5 and will also be released on PC. So a lot of these are timed exclusives. Yeah. What other games are timed exclusives? That's one. Um, let me check. That we're timed. I thought I heard that Solar Ash might. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But um, I got that's a good one to check in because a lot of them were. I think well, every single one was a thirty-seven games. I mean, yeah. So every uh, single one was a Sony exclusive except NBA Two K. Um, and Resident Evil. We're not going to know because Resident Evil is probably on everything. And what was the last one? And Hitman. Those are the only three that their Xbox will have. I don't think well, GTA Five is going to be on. Well, yeah, everything. GTA. Yeah. And I'd be That's surprised if like Ghostwire Tokyo doesn't make it to Xbox. Right, right, right. That's really, once again yeah. a Bethesda game. Really um, quick, because we want to get hit some of the bigger games, and we don't want to miss any. We went through uh, Kina, then we this small one called Goodbye Volcano High, which I like the name, but it looks a little weird. It reminds me of BoJack Horseman. The next one, let's talk about Ghostwire really quick, because that's the next one on the list. I think that looks awesome. People didn't know if it was a first or third player game, and when you finally see gameplay and you see you're in first player or first person, I think it looked really cool. It looks it looks weird. It looks like horror meets it's kind of like Japanese horror, right? So kind of like the phantoms and spirits you tend to see, and that kind of thing. But then you also have powers you can fight back with. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm glad it means it's not necessarily a just run and hide horror like Outlast or those kind of games. It mm-hmm. looks like you're actually going to be able to like fight back and do stuff. Right. Which that says it's a console for. debut on PS5 in 2021. Um, and who makes that? The mastermind from Shinji Mikama, who's great. I love Shinji Mikama. Shinji Mikami. And um, Mikami, yeah, sorry. he's fine. That's all right. 
Um, he's from Tango Gameworks, right? Yeah, correct, correct. And that was God. That was a good year. That was announced. That was a good was year. La- was it last E3? With um, I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, pretty because sure. we that was the year we got Keanu Reeves for Cyberpunk 2077, and mm-hmm. Nakamura, who was originally the project lead, I want to say, mm-hmm. but she made waves too. Okay. I'm excited, man. I was watching my friend Brian. He loves Overwatch. And he said when they came into it, he's like, this looks as if Genji's first, like, or uh, Zenyatta's, like, first, per- like, his campaign or something. Yeah. Zenyatta had a story mode or something. Yeah. All right, so we'll go fa- uh, past that. We're good in order. The next one was Jet, the Far Shore, which that one was not one I really paying attention to as much. Do you, do you have anything to say about that one? Nope, didn't care. Next. Yeah, didn't care. Yeah. Godfall we talked about, which yep. was which, the next one was I know Don doesn't care, but I cared so much and it came out of nowhere. Zion Williamson, NBA 2K21. And even as not a sports fan though, it looked good for you, right? Like the the sweat on his face looked real. <laughs> Zion. I mean, they're always good about making their games and making their games look good, but right. it's NBA 2K. There's no competition. Right. You know that, what made me laugh that's though? That's my problems with that's just in general, that's my right. main problems with sports games is that there's no competition. No one else is out there right. making an NBA game. No one else is out right. there making a FIFA. And we know we're going to get them every year and they're going to be, right. you know. You know what made me laugh though? So Xbox and their thing, they mm-hmm. they showed, they had to get the the athlete and they had to tie it down and show Madden with, with Patrick Mahomes. It's funny how Sony, they're like, oh, they got Matt. You know, they got that. We're gonna get Zion, and we're just gonna show NBA, and they just did a whole different route. On sport. I think it was—I I don't know—I think that's fine. Yeah. So I'm interested yeah. because we saw two big 2K series there. Because Rockstar makes Grand Theft Auto Five, but 2K is the publisher, right? And right. then we saw later, you know, NBA 2K21. So I'm wondering if it's just kind of that relationship with 2K bearing fruit, while on Xbox's side they've had exclusives with EA like titanfall and stuff like that right so i'm wondering if it's just kind of them leveraging those relationships so getting to the last couple games here we'll skim this one fast uh and just saying if you haven't played it this is what it is uh one of my favorite games hyperlight drifter very cheap it's on switch this is the made by the same people i guess it's in the same it's like a, a predecessor to it it's called solar ash didn't see much of it but i think the aesthetic with the art looks really cool yeah next anything you want to say on that just kind of looks like I've seen gameplay of Hyperlight Drifter. It looks like a 3D Hyperlight Drifter. Right. All right. Getting to the the one I want to talk about the most with you, which I think you got most excited for. Bug Demon Souls. <laughs> right? Bug Snacks. Well, let's say that really quick. That is the weirdest game. Is that a game about you eating food and becoming the food you eat? Like, that is the weirdest game ever. I, at first, I saw it, and I'm like, okay, this is – I don't care. And then I saw the eyes pop open on the strawberries. I'm like, all right, you have my attention. Right. And then going through it, and they're like made by the studio who ma- brought you Octodad. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, or now we're getting somewhere. Well, let's talk about Demon's Souls. So I want to watch that, but then yeah. Right. Let's, so Demon's Souls, and for people who don't know, and I've been playing game for, games for a while, but this is the pre- like this is the beginning of Souls games. This is what made Souls games Souls games. And uh, yeah. my friend so, used to play this all the time, and it's hard to go back to. How, what was the last Demon's Souls? 10 years ago? Or like uh, there was only one Demon Souls. There was only one. Okay. Then they came out with Dark Souls, which was the right, spiritual right. successor. So okay. I bought it for my PlayStation Three. The Demon Souls. It's yeah, I have it. And Is it hard to go back to? Like if you played it now, it's kind of 
hard it's game. hard to go back to because right, it's, that's heard, okay. it's stiff in the way that older games right, right. are just kind of stiff, especially when they were well. figuring out right. the processing power of like the new consoles. Right. Um, so I'm really excited, especially if it can get to like the movement and speed. Definitely not of Sekiro or Bloodborne, but around Dark Souls 3, where you mm-hmm. can still tank things with your shield because Demon Souls is very much you're a knight game. <laughs> um but where you can also like have success rolling around and having right. a mobility if that's what you want to do. Right. And we're going to see so much in this that we've seen in other series. Um have you played Dark Souls 3? All the deals? Oh, yes. oh, okay. Yes. So you remember the boss fight against Adjudicator Argo? Oh man. Remind where me. Yeah, and so the gimmick for that fight was taken from a boss in Demon Souls. Really? Basically, okay. another player was summoned in to be the boss. I'm just happy as finally Demon Souls is getting the love it deserves. And uh, it's just, it's, I'm happy. And it yeah. finally, and it says, because you're right, that's what I was going to say, because it's, it's a hard game to go back to after 10 years. My, my cousin in particular loves that game. And he, he said, now, nah, like going back, it's a little stiff. And I think they're giving it the love it deserves because this is a remake of the place classic playstation game but it's more kind of like a made from the ground up almost like a reimagining like a whole new new assets and everything definitely not reimagining because it's the same game so but it said entirely rebuilt from the ground up though yeah so like shadow of the colossus being done by blue point so they've got a track record and i am very excited (laughs) um that said i think my favorite part of the that announcement was the very beginning before we even knew what we were seeing because they had the man himself at Yosp on Twitter, Shuhei Yoshida, come out mm-hmm. and introduce it, saying, "Hey, this yeah. is a passion project for me. Check it out." And I was I like, "Oh that. my god, what is it?" And then I saw it. I'm like, "Oh my god, is this God of War too?" Because <laughs> all the mountains and stuff looked amazing, and I know, like, he played a role in getting the like God of War, quote unquote, four. Mm-hmm. To be so good i was like is this it and then i saw like the dragons and the demons i'm like oh no, this is demon souls i've just been seeing a meme that says my friends so are you getting the ps5 me you mean the demon souls machine like it's just funny i'm excited for it i'm excited so we went through resident evil village we went through death loop one sleeper that i thought was really cool that it's next one was little devil inside which looked like a 2d platformer game until it opened up and it turned into this whole big like action adventure game weird really i thought that was really cool so that's the one where you've got like the old guy as yeah. like butler, and then you've got like a young knight adventuring and fighting monsters right. so i'm wondering if that's going to be i hope it's fun but i hope it's not just some kind of like boring right but it looked like a little kid game and then you're like following bears and shooting bears it's cool well, yeah so i'm just i'm just hoping it's not one of those kind of like depressing mediations on like getting a hold Right. And like going from being a young adventure to being like an old butler. Yeah. So we're good on time right now. Before we, lock, we have two more games to talk about. Uh, the last one we know was Hitman. We, we'll talk a little more about that. But the one that got everyone out of out of their seats, at least me, was, and we'll end on the games for this, Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. So wow. Horizon Forbidden West looks amazing. Amazing. And amazing. Amazing. I'm I'm glad to see it because we're moving from Colorado. We're moving over to the West Coast, which is yeah. And you be- see the Golden Gate Bridge at one point. You yeah. pointed that out to me. I had to go back, and I was like, "Oh, that you're right. That is the Golden yeah. Gate Bridge," well, which I think is cool. 
what tipped that off to me because I was thinking because we saw that one scene where you see the Chinese characters and then Roy activates a hologram where it's a giant Chinese dragon and it's got all the reds and the yellows and like the bright colors. The colors are awesome. The Chinese New Year. And then in the later scene, you see like a giant bridge in the background. I'm like, oh, that's the Golden Gate Bridge, which means she was in like San Francisco's Chinatown. Right. Which I like how they're almost going for like Shadow Colossus feel where like that one part she goes and this is like this robot that's really big and lurking over her. I almost had this Shadow Colossus feel to it. Yeah. And which stood out to me was underwater levels. You see that part where she's swimming underwater? Underwater levels are the worst part of any game. Really? I I I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They're not great. They're not great. I mean, unless like you can actually like dive down right and like truly explore underwater mm-hmm. um because i mean whenever i think water level i think a water temple right or like things where basically you have to deal with like raising and lowering the water or managing like your breath it's just a lot of what i liked about horizons zero dawn was a the story and b their way of constructing these massive facilities mm-hmm. that you have to navigate because just with like age they've fallen apart mm-hmm. you know they did a great job of kind of crafting levels that seemed naturally decayed instead of like oh this is a level and we're just trying to disguise all of these you know platforming puzzles with this skin it actually felt real i was gonna say the last game on the list which i will skim over because we just really don't know much about it was pragmata which actually looked really interesting i just think oh, it needs to be it here said we're gonna end it on horizon and then oh we got well, I, I forgot that said pragmata but we don't have to talk you much about it. I didn't know which it was about. you yeah. forgot the most kojima looking game there yeah is. i know oh man and you call yourself a kojima fanboy <laughs> oh man um, but yeah that looks that looks weird Right. All um, right. So really quick, what was your favorite announcer from the Sony conference? Marvel, Resident Evil, Horizon, Demon Souls, Ratchet Clank, or just the PS5 hardware reveal? Um, I don't know. First off, thoughts on the box? I kind of like it. Um, a lot of people are down yeah, on we'll it. Yeah, we'll get into that. How, and, I love how they announced it. I love that. Where the developers th- sitting there and saying, this is Sony, and then it going to this weird image. I loved it. Yeah, I think I don't know if I'm a fan of the box laying down horizontally because I looked that way. And a mm-hmm. lot of people are making jokes like, oh, it looks like a router. But I don't know. I kind of like that design. Well, have you seen the picture of, of every console compared to the size of it? It's taller than every console. Uh-huh. Um, no, I didn't. But I haven't seen that yet. But that, I guess that makes sense because remember the dev kits we saw with like the flying V on the top for cooling? Right. I think having that wrap means a they can put all those fans on the top and keep it cool, right? And having have they have they announced exactly how tall it is in inches, or is that just people grabbing pictures? Um, I think I don't know if they've announced how tall it is. Like actually, oh, it's yeah. uh, do 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 do. the original. This is on Polygon. I'm reading just from Polygon. It says the original PlayStation 4 stands 10.4 inches, 
high and the PS4 Pro stands 11.6 inches high. Width-wise, the PS5 appears to come in at 3.5 inches at its widest points based on unofficial data when the console is oriented vertically. Unofficial data? All right. Um, so, yeah, oh, I mean, data. even if it is, even if it ends up being this tall, that's going to be... Mm-hmm. That's going to be wild. But for me, if you look at the Xbox Series X, um, that's a thick that's a thick boy right there. That's a thick boy I right think, there. I think what Sony did is in the interest of keeping it thin, because a lot of people are just going to lay it down horizontally instead of tall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the Xbox Series X has to stand up top like that, which I'm guessing it's going to have to because of all those fans on the top, people are going to have to, like, find space for that like yeah that, that's like the size of a speaker right there whereas seriously the ps5 it's like all right so it's going to be a little longer right so i'm not too down on that i don't know i people like online it. are torn though they said i was reading uh ign where it said 68 percent of people liked said they loved the new look of the console and some people didn't and some people saying they didn't they just like the more simplistic Xbox is just a poll of people talking. No, I, I kind of agree. I was, I kind of don't know if I love the whole crazy look. Cause I kind of like the simplistic Xbox series X, but then I really look at it and it looks like this like futuristic, like Wayne tech tower. Almost. It looks like, yeah. and you know, it's funny to me in about 20 years, this console will be so retro. Like looking back 20 years, like this will be the most retro looking console. You know what I mean? Like looking back at it, it will age so fun and cool. I'm wondering if it'll I'm wondering if it'll age well. I hope it does. I think it'll age well. This is actually this reminds me of like the way people always imagine future things would be it's like, oh, it's white and it's got smooth curves to it and it looks right. good. Whereas, you know, a lot of the other stuff we've had have just been black boxes. Right. Like if I right. didn't have a God of War PS4 Pro, it would be so boring. I'd never even notice it. You know, it's funny though, if Dom, if that, if this like image of this PlayStation we saw yesterday got leaked three months ago and the, and like by like someone random and they're like, this is what it's going to look like. The whole internet would be like, you guys are crazy. That's not what it looks like. And then it is like, and like all the mock-ups online of what it could be like, this is one of the craziest. And it's, I think it's cool. It looks like this weird thing that I, I love. And that should be the next gen gaming, be this cool, crazy. So the past couple of years, we've, people have been really playing it safe with how consoles look. And like I said one time on the South Park, the Ojama Game Sphere, I love like these weird-looking consoles, which this is awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I think this will stop it being so loud too, with these futuristic lights on it. Hopefully, they it won't sound like a jet engine now. Oh yeah, especially because looking at how it's open on the top, that's a lot of fan and cooling power, and hopefully not, you know, just having that much space open will let it cool a little quieter. That said, I'm a little worried about standing it up like that, about dust kind of collecting in it. I wonder. Yeah, do you see the one where I showed you? It's from the PS3 Slim all the way to the Xbox, and it's in the middle. It's bigger than all of them. Yeah, it's not much smaller than the um, original PS3. Right, yeah, I'm looking at that. Which, by the way, do you like that PS3? I don't know if I love that. Some people like the PS3, Um, like... I've got, I've got a soft place in my heart for the slim. I didn't like the original PS3 just because of the glossy finish, mm-hmm. which it got really dusty and scratchy. Like the consoles we got used, always the worst ones to look at were always like the black glossy ones. 
because mm-hmm. they would show like scratches and dust and dirt the worst. You know what's uh, crazy to me? When putting them side by side, which gets into the next part, I think it's crazy how Sony did it and made a digital console. I think that was the most out of nowhere because we heard Microsoft behind closed doors talking about Project Scarlet. What's the one that that's all digital? Um, Lockhart, I think it's called. It's the all digital Xbox. We've heard behind closed doors rumors of that, never from Sony. And just Sony just to come out and show they're doing the digital thing first, I think it's huge. And some people, I'm looking at both of them. I talked to you about it last night. I'm probably going to get the disc one. But the one that's discless, the digital one, almost looks a little nicer. It's like a little flatter. The other one, the one with the disc looks like a little hernia coming out of it. Yeah. But, um, um, it's I crazy. Think I, I, I'm definitely going to get the disc one just because I like yeah. having physical media. Some right. people Same have thing. said, you know, well, I just buy all my games digital now, so why wouldn't I need right? Why would I need a disc-based version? But that just makes me, you know, think of all the file sizes we're getting. I mean, think about how big Warzone is. And when Sony Huge. did their deep dive into the tech inside this console, and they said that they don't expect, like, hard drives that will work with the PlayStation 5 to be, like, easily available on the market until after mm-hmm. this releases. I mean, just looking at the games we have now and the way backwards compatibility is going to look, I've got, if I decide to get GTA 5 for free, if I decide to download Destiny 2, because that's going to be, you know, available to download for me, if I decide to, you know, download Warzone so I can keep playing that, mm-hmm. that's going to be close to like 400 500 gigabytes right there right right because they luke smith um from bungie said destiny's approaching 150 gigabytes on playstation right yeah so i don't think i'm quite comfortable with not with not having like discs to right make sure I, can, I, like, I agree reinstall my games and it's the real I, yeah, yeah no, I, it's the real game collector in me too working at a retro store like i love having a con like having discs mm-hmm. like you my i've said it before on the podcast like if i want to give you a game to like borrow like you could do you know what i mean and it's the one thing when the next generation of console comes out like you have you own all your old games which i think it's really weird in sony's court right now is say like the last of us 2 that comes out next week if you buy that like why are people going to buy that discless or disc and then they like buy the new one they're like they can't play it on there you know what i'm trying to say like mm-hmm. on the ps5 so it's going to be really weird which I gave this whole presentation an A. I would have done an A plus if they showed, because now we know a lot of details, but we don't know Sony's idea with backwards compatibility or their, what they're going to do with smart play or smart delivery. How are they going to utilize that? So that's why I really want to hear from them next with their backwards well, compatible and smart so delivery. They've said it'll be backwards compatible with pretty much all PlayStation 4 games. They've confirmed, they've said it's popular with like it works with like the 100 most popular titles already, which I think mm-hmm. is them just kind of being, you know, hedgy, just saying, hey, this is what we can guarantee works instead of making kind of a big, bold promise that people get mad at them right. later. If, oh, this game has a glitch that, you know, makes things, you know, act a little weird. So, right. right. And because during that same deep dive we were talking about, Sony said that the consoles work on pretty much the same architecture. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of the pieces inside talk to each other in a lot of the same ways. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty native. 
Right. That's true. And the last thing to end on the PS5, at least, is the price. That's what I really want to ask you. Now everyone on the internet's really talking about it. You had a feeling, and I, I kind of agree with you now more and more, but people are saying five to 600, like the 500 would be digital, 600 would be that, or four, 500, or 350, 450. So what do you think the price is going to be from digital and the regular PS5? Well, since you listed out all the numbers for me, I'm going to say... <laughs> 300 for the digital 400 for the really disc based version because wow. that kind of lines up with the pricing you have now with the playstation 4 is 400 dollars, mm-hmm. and the playstation like the regular playstation sorry the playstation 4 pro is 400 and the regular playstation 4 is 300 right it, i mean i could see it being a little more expensive come out when it comes out maybe 400 for the digital 450 for the disc based mm-hmm. but i think that they're going to want to price that's just so low though. Well. it's 300 if i go into, into best buy and they cost for 300 for digital i would almost feel like i'm stealing it for criminal like i just want to give them 50 dollars more like you're coming out with a ps5 for 300 that's such a like well you got to remember dang. sony's got of all the games they announced a lot of those were first party games sony makes right. money on games so they right. probably want to price it as low as possible that way. Yeah, because they know they're gonna if they lose money on that, they're still gonna make money up with all these games. Well, not just right. that, but if you've got a choice between say six, seven hundred dollar Xbox Series X and a three hundred dollar digital only PlayStation Five, I mean, one's half the price. Or even if you go with the disc based version of the PlayStation Five, which is the mm-hmm. most powerful version, if that's a two hundred dollar difference. I mean, right. two hundred dollars is a lot of pizza. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I think now is the real game of what company is going to say the price because it's like a it's like a game of chicken. They're each company is waiting for the other to announce a price because once they do that, they Sony could just buy fifty dollars like less. Say Microsoft comes out and says something. If Sony drops to fifty dollars less, they people come buy it, and that's why I think it's going to come down to me because as a as us gamers. I want both because I want to have to, on our podcast, be able to talk about both. So I'm probably going to go with, when I find out the prices of both, maybe the more expensive PlayStation 5 and then the the all digital, see what that is, the Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. or then just get the more expensive Xbox Series X and get the digital PlayStation 5. So we'll see how it is. We'll see. Wow, but that what a great conference. I, I love doing that, and we watch it together. I love that I've made a new friend with all this, with you, Dom, and just watching, having someone to talk with all these games with. It's, yeah. it's a great, great year. Right. 2020 is a crazy year, you guys. <laughs> all right, and so we're going to wrap it up for now. Thank you all for listening, and yep. we'll see you next week. Have a week. good time. Yep, have a go, you guys. Untitled Gamecast, out. Later.